friends, this is Kristen, and welcome to the next episode of the show. I am so excited that you guys are here with me again uh, to join me in listening to all my rants and ravings and all the things that I have to share with you that are on my heart, uh, and I hope that you get some value from it. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate the fact that you guys you could listen to literally anything and you've chosen this one. And I don't know if it's because you've listened to, to maybe another episode and it, like you were like, I just need to keep going. Like, I don't know if maybe that is you or if you just somehow stumbled across this. Like, I would love to know how you, how did you find out about this? So, um, you know, for me, I, this was a thing that kind of, I, I started about a year ago not quite a year ago, almost a year ago, I started this project like pretty much to push myself to like this new thing. Um, I had found myself in a rhythm. If you guys know my story, I was kind of in a place in life where I was very stagnant. I was very, um, you're not trying new things, kind of just going through the day to day. And, um, when I started my network marketing business, I actually went in full-time, quit my full-time teaching job and went in full-time on this. And I realized that in order to continue growing and getting better at my craft is I had to continue trying new things. And so, you know, for a little while it was the going live. That was really hard for me. And now sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's not. It just depends on what the live video is about. But this was like the next step for me. And um, I know it, it was very rocky in the beginning because I had no idea what the heck I was doing. Um, but I feel like just like with anything you do, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And um, I know that I'm nowhere near perfect. So I'm grateful that you guys are here with me. And hopefully I speak to your heart or your soul in some way and maybe inspire you to take action. Maybe um, give you that pep talk. I don't know if you're like I am. Sometimes I'm having a, a crappy day and I put on a podcast and I listen and my attitude can get shifted just like that. So depending on who I'm listening to. So if that's what's happening today, Thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing me to be a part of that and um, to lift your spirits up a little bit. And I want to remind you that you are fully capable um, of doing anything that you set your mind to. Sometimes we'll get stuck in this rut and we think that we don't have anything to offer. And that's just our mindset and the enemy kind of speaking to us and telling us that we don't matter. And those things are not true at all. If I keep taking breaks, it's because I have like this like thing in the back of my throat right now like it's fall seasonal allergies y'all probably know what I'm talking about so in order to stop hacking I don't want to hack or cough on you guys um I'll be stopping and drinking a lot of water um I've been doing that a lot lately but anyway um I'm gonna get to it today's episode is actually inspired by a lesson that I had done. So you guys know that I work with our teenagers at church. Um, That is one of my um, love languages of service. And um, I have been just compelled to work with kids um, pretty much my entire adult life. And um, right now I'm in a season of working with our teenagers. And so in our Wednesday night class, actually, this was a recent lesson um, that I spoke to them about, and I wanted to bring this forward because I feel like everything that I talked about, um, it, it talks about like the unknown and fear and how you don't know what could um, potentially lie ahead, and sometimes people let that hold them back. Um, and I feel like for people, like just the general population, if you're, you know, if you're starting a new business or if you're trying to grow in a specific area, sometimes those are the things that keep us. Um, from accomplishing great things 
things because of fear. And so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do an episode on the podcast on this. So there's gonna be a little bit of Jesus in here, and that's okay. Um, I know y'all know who I am, and that's how I roll. Um, Jesus is my homeboy, um, and he is. I'm definitely his co-pilot. He is not my co-pilot. So anyway, I don't even know what episode this is, but I'm so grateful you're here. Welcome to the next episode of the show. So I want you guys to think about what you are afraid of, okay? Like I want, if you had to think about like list things that you're afraid of. I know Kylie said she's like scared to death of frogs. Like, she doesn't like frogs. Makes no sense to me. Casey said that she's, like, deathly afraid of palmetto bugs. Like, you know, the roaches. Like, they um, they could fly around. I don't like those either. Those things gross me out. I would rather... Um, I know spiders don't move fast. I can kill a spider. A cockroach, however, them jokers, is, they're real quick and they're nasty. So, yeah. Um, I'm afraid of heights. Anybody afraid of heights? What about... Like, what else are we afraid of? Are we afraid of the dark? Um, maybe you relate to this. Um, I know Sophie, she told me the other day, she said that she chases the light, which makes no sense because most of the time I, I put her to bed and I turn the light off. So I guess the few times that she does it on her own, she like will flick the light and then run. I know I did that as a kid. Did you guys do that as a kid? I don't know if you did that or not, but that was, yeah. Okay. We're all afraid of things. Um, in fact, um, whenever I was pregnant with Riley, um, we were going, Ronnie and I were going on a double date with a couple friend of ours and it was around Halloween. So it was around this time. So is why I'm kind of talking about fear today. Cause I feel like we're around Halloween. That's what everybody's talking about. Anyway, uh, we went to this haunted house and y'all, I am not a fan of scary things. So I used to be like a fan of scary movies until scary movies became scary. Um, side note, uh, the grudge and paranormal activity. Yeah. Those were like my last horror films. I don't do that anymore. My little heart can't handle it. Anyway, it was around the same time period. We were going to a haunted house with this couple, friend of ours, and they, um, they wanted to go to this haunted house. And I was like, I really don't want to do it. I really don't want to do it. But you know how like sometimes you do things not because you want to, but because the people around you want to do it. Like you kind of feel like you're stuck. Like you don't really have a say so. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we're going and I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I don't do this. I don't do this. Well, y'all like, I was like, you know, saved by the bell because when we got up there, there was the sign that said, if you're pregnant or you have heart conditions and all the things they were like, we recommend that you not go like do the haunted house. And I was like, Oh, I can't do it. No, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. And so I didn't go in the haunted house. I got to stay out behind. Well, actually, my friend, the female girl, the girl that went with us, she actually, she didn't want to go in either. And so that was kind of her out. She was like, I tell you what, you boys go in there. I don't want to leave Kristen out here by herself. Like, we're all scared of stuff. Um, a few years ago, we actually took a family um, trip to Myrtle Beach, and we rented this house. And one of the things that we did, we went to the um, to the wax museum there. And at the wax museum, um, they had to like, and it goes like, I feel like anywhere you go, there's like, there's Ripley things. Like they offer like a three for one or a two for one. Like you can, do you want to save some money? And we're like, yeah, 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 whatever. Well, we didn't realize that one of the things that they were giving us was the zombie breakout. Now I told you, I don't do stuff like that. Okay. Like it freaks me out. Well, anyway, so we go in there and like, we didn't really know what exactly we were doing until we were kind of already in it. And what happens is they actually put you in this room 
and they close the door behind you and it locks. You can't get out. And then they turn on this like video to like show you kind of puts me in the mindset of like Disney, how they sometimes will put you in a room and like show a video to explain. So that's kind of what was happening. They were telling, showing us a video and then it was so realistic. Like you could tell like things were going wrong. And then of course, you know, zombies. Well, my mom, (laughs) my mom panicked. She started and y'all, she don't, she doesn't cuss. She started cussing, and she was like, get me out of this place. Well, like, they opened the other door, and we were literally forced um, to go through that door. My mom's like, I am not going. I'm not going. I'm just going to stay in this room right here. They ended up having to let her out. Well, anyway, funny, funny story. We're, like, in this long, because, you know, you're, like, basically in a line, you know, like a little trail kind of going through the zombie breakout. And so it's my husband in front of me. He's holding Sophie, y'all. This I'm mother of the year, okay? Like, I forgot to to not, um, I forgot to, to, like, leave my, I think she was, like, six or something like that at the time. That's terrible. Anyway, my husband was holding her. I was behind them. Riley, she stood out. She knew what she was doing. She's like, I don't think so. So she never even went in. Then it was, like, my sister and my brother-in-law, like, behind us. Anyway, we were going through the haunted house, and there was one part, not haunted house, zombie breakout. We were going through this one part of it, and I'm freaking out, like, the whole time, because I don't do stuff like that. So, I'm watching Ronnie's back the entire time. Like, if I can focus on him, I can get through this, right? Well, at the very end, um, there was this, like, um, very long, like, little lane, and I know you guys can picture this as I'm talking about it, but these hands were reaching out at us, you guys. Like, it was so, 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 so scary. Like, oh, my gosh. Um, another story that I have for you guys, uh, uh, just to kind of, I, I want to build the momentum and get you guys really thinking about things that are scary, okay? Like, um, the first time that we went to Disney, like, we lied to Sophie about Space Mountain. <laughs> we didn't tell her. It's dark. You can't see anything. It's a roller coaster. We're like, oh, it's going to be fun. So anyway, we get her on there, and she's kind of freaked out a little bit because it gets, like, dark blue when you're, like, in in the – once you get, like, inside. So she's like, oh, my God. And, of course, you know, they have signs everywhere. There's like, if you have da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, you probably shouldn't ride this ride. And Sophie's like, Mama, are you sure? We're like, yeah, it's good. We're fine. We can do this. So we get to the ride. Anyway, and y'all, if y'all know what Space Mountain is, it's a roller coaster in the dark. Okay. And they, you know how like on a lot of these rides, they take photos of you like in a different. Okay. So Space Mountain, the ride is like, and we didn't know this. This was our first time actually riding it. You don't get to sit by each other on that ride. So like you're in a line. It's like got like three, I think it's three, um, three, um, seats, but it's one behind the other. And so our thought process was, okay, We'll put Sophie in the front, and then because we can't sit with her, we can actually, like, reach up and put our hands on her, and she'll feel okay. Y'all, those pictures, <laughs> when those pictures, whenever we got the pictures uh, and we saw, I wish y'all could have saw Sophie's face. It was so, <laughs> it was like, Rrr. like, she was like, oh, my God, the whole time. Anyway, needless to say, she didn't ride the ride for the rest of the time. The second time we went to Disney, we, like, talked her into it. Like, Sophie, you did not die. We can do this. Okay? Anyway, so we got her on it. We did it again. And she was freaked out the entire time. In fact, um, we were getting ready to get on the ride. And um, she had to poop. Um, It was really bad. Y'all know, like, that, oh, my God, I'm going to poop my pants because I'm scared half to death feeling. Yeah, Sophie had that, okay? Anyway, so, like, we're, we get on the thing, and then, what do you know? 
She loved it. Now, she was a year older, I think, or two years older. I don't remember when the second time we went, but needless to say, she really, really liked it. And I think about how fear is sometimes like that. Whether we're in business, whether you're in a relationship, a lot of times what will happen is you're like, you have this like predetermined, excuse me, this predetermined notion about the way things are going to be, right? Like if we've ever had a friend that has, um, that has done something to us, maybe we've, we've shared something in confidence with them and then they broke our trust. Anybody ever had that happen before? Or maybe at work, <coughs> excuse me, you had a boss who was not nice. And so that made you the next time question authority figures, right? Or like maybe you have a significant other, maybe a partner or somebody who they treat you some type of way. You get out of that relationship and then you carry that baggage on to the next relationship. I remember when Ron and I were dating, the girl um, that he dated before me, it's actually a couple years before me, but he, um, we would be having a conversation and all of a sudden he would be like, um, he would say something to me and I'm like, what is wrong with you? And I would be like, where is this coming from? And what it was is he was, he had this like, his thought process was that I was going to do the same thing that she did. And so he was like trying to go ahead and beat me to it. Like he wanted to like clear... And y'all, that's very unhealthy. It's really unhealthy. Now, I'm not, don't get me wrong. Now, like, if it's a haunted house and you're scared of death of a haunted house, like, it's okay to not want to go into something like that, right? But I want you to think about, like, in business, the levels of fear that we have over trying things that are new. I'll use TikTok as an example, right? Like, I have conversations on the daily with people that are like, I know that TikTok is a great lead generator, but like, I'm not 20 (laughs) and I'm not a dancer and I don't look cute and I'm going, and, and what, and what, what does that got to do with anything? Y'all, if you've ever seen any of my TikToks, you know, Kristen cannot dance. I like to, and I would love to pretend that I can dance, but uh, yeah, it ain't cute when I do it. Am I having fun? Heck yes, I'm having fun. But even if that's not even the case for you guys, like sometimes we will hold ourselves back because we're either scared of what we're going to look like, we're scared of what people are going to say about us, we're scared of if we're going to fail, we're scared of we're going to put all this energy and effort into it and then it's not going to ma- amount to a hill of beans. Like there's all this stuff that happens that holds us back. And there's um, an acronym that people use often whenever they're talking about fear. And it's usually, when you, when you think about the word fear, you usually fall into one of the two categories. The first one is forget everything and run. Like, how many of you have ever done that before? My mom is the definition, for, definition of forget everything and run in that zombie breakout. Like, she just was like, screw every single person. I don't care. I will stab you if you make me walk up in there. Like, she was like, no, I don't want any part of it. I don't want any of that. Like, she, she, didn't, she didn't go through it. And so, you know, she obviously, they let her out. Or you're on the other side of it and you face everything and you rise. And I think that sometimes whenever we face uncertainty, 
we either have the option to like kind of hold ourselves back and like run, so to speak, or we can look at this is an opportunity for me to show a level of courage. Now, God doesn't say that we have to have courage in everything that we do because, guys, courage, sometimes we have to act on courage. Like, it's not necessarily something that we have within us, but the more action that we take, the more that courage builds, right? Like, I remember, you never know this today um, because I talk way too much, but when I was in college, I had to take a public speaking class, and um, it was my very first semester in college. I was pregnant. I was 18 years old. I was like, you know, like the definition of like, what little girl, what what, what are you doing? Like, I, it was, and that was my mentality. It wasn't what everybody else was thinking, which side note is most of the time we're actually beating ourselves up over thinking that people are going to be a certain way, but really we're our worst critics. Anyway, I felt like I needed to throw that in there. But anyway, the, I, I remember public speaking, thinking to myself, they wanted us to do this like two-minute speech or something. I don't remember how long. Maybe it wasn't two minutes. Maybe I'm thinking that's high school. It might have been like a five-minute speech. I don't know. We had to do a speech. And I thought to myself, there's literally no way that I'm going to be able to talk for that long. <laughs> now, y'all know <laughs> uh, that is not true. Y'all, for real, whenever I finally got up there and I prepped my speech and I got up there, y'all, I think I went over like by seven minutes. Like it was, it was pretty bad. Like they, the, the teacher, the professor even actually took off points because she was like, Kristen, you talk too much. Like, now, if I wouldn't have taken the action, I wouldn't have known that I could do it. If you aren't showing a level of courage where you're like, you know, what, I don't feel it, but I'm going to do it anyway, you will, the courage will come as you grow, as you do it, as you repeat that process over and over and over again, okay? Um, in the Bible, it talks about how God, he will instruct us and teach us in the way to go. And in that way, it's going to be perfect. Sometimes we have a plan for our life. I know this is like the, the perfect analogy for me. Like I had a plan. I was going to be a teacher for a while. I was going to get my master's and then I was going to become a principal. Some of you have plans for your life. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You're going to check this off the list. And before you know it, all of a sudden things are shifting, right? And we have to be willing to lean into the shifting because sometimes the shifting is what's going to point us into a better direction. But if we're not willing to lean into that, if we're not willing to just accept the fact that things might be um, turning out differently, but this difference might actually be better than what I originally intended. God's plan is always perfect. See, he's been there. He's done that. He's done all the things and he knows. He actually sees the end in mind. He already knows what you're going to do. And so we have to be willing to trust the fact that, you know, if there are mentors that are in our lives and they're saying, hey, try this, that you believe them, that you go, "Mm, yeah, I know. I know that worked for you, but uh, I just don't know if I, no, I don't think so. And then you end up, you end up stabbing yourself in the foot because you refuse to do or take the advice that's been given to you that you clearly see that is working for other people, right? We have to be able to trust people. It goes back to, you know, I know you've been burned in the past. I know that you've, you're having to deal with past trauma. I know you've had to deal with, you know, past judgment or thinking about, but if we live in the past, how are we ever going to be able to create a future for ourselves, right? How are we going to be able to move forward and take a step every single day so that we can become a better version of who we want to become, 
right? Otherwise, we're just going to stay where we are, stagnant. And sometimes even um, going backward, right? Like, and y'all, that's not to say that things aren't going to ever screw up, okay? I think I've talked about this before. Like, sometimes fear of failure, when you fear something, it kind of holds you back. You're you're scared that you're going to screw up. You're scared that you're going to mess up. We have to already own that. Y'all, anytime that you're trying something new, you're going to be, you're not going to be good at it. Remember we said in order to build momentum, you have to take the action, right? So if I know that things aren't always going to pan out exactly the way I want for them to, but I try it anyway, I already have that in the back of my mind and I can accept it whenever I do screw up. I can accept it, but I won't ever know what I possibly can be capable of if I don't try, right? Like some of us are like pretending in life that like there's this like caution sign hanging over the door that's saying do not enter and you're like, well, there's my sign. I can't do it. Oh, my internet went out. Oh, I guess that was a sign. I shouldn't do that. Or oh, they said no. Oh, I guess this is it for me. Oh, and before you know it, like we're using every excuse in the book to hinder us from growing or even trying again, right? We can't dwell on the past. We have to focus on where we're going. Keeping in mind, yeah, definitely the things that maybe we've, maybe mistakes we've made so that we can learn um, from them and grow. But we can't dwell on like how other people are, right? Like we can't dwell on that because that's actually going to hinder our future. So like, yeah, that's all great and good, right? But like, what do I do, Kristen? What do I do Whenever I am scared. What do I do whenever I feel like I'm supposed to, but I just don't know because last time I did, it didn't work out in my favor. I used a lot of energy. I spent a lot of time. I focus on things and it really never worked for me. How do I get past that? You're going to have to filter your thoughts. When I was in the classroom, we used this strategy um, and we talked about how you, um, you are in control of your thoughts and you are in control of your actions. I feel like nowadays people kind of use like their past traumas or past failures as an excuse. Now I'm not saying y'all, I'm not a, I'm not a, um, a therapist. Okay. I'm not, I do not have a medical license. So don't come at me. All right. But I feel like there are some people in specific situations that will use things that have happened in their life as an excuse. Oh, well, this is why I turned out this way. Um, I'll give you an ex- specific, a very specific example relevant to my personal family. I have a, a little cousin. His, um, his mom passed away when he was like two or three. And uh, his dad was already, he was, he, they had gotten divorced. He was already remarried. And so he had to move in with his dad. Now, his dad was extremely abusive. He was not a nice person. And Austin used to live there and he would, um, he would like say that, um, like if he wasn't hungry or if like he didn't like something, his, his dad would like break things and send him to his room and then he wouldn't be able to eat for days. Like it was, it was pretty rough. Anyway, thankfully my grandparents got him out of that situation and they ended up raising him, um, probably around middle school. So he was in that situation for a very long time. And, y'all, I know trauma is real, and I know that there are things that contribute to um, all sorts of disorders and anxieties and stuff, and I'm not taking away from that. I'm using this as an example to show you that sometimes we can, or we do, sometimes we have to evaluate and recognize 
when we have control and when we don't. You see, Austin is the prime example of someone because most of the time, you know, whenever people grow up with an alcoholic parent, they, um, especially with anger issues and things, they end up growing up and they have the same tendencies, right? And then they blame it on the fact that, oh, my dad was an alcoholic. Oh, he was abusive. So kind of this is just how I am, right? I will tell you, Austin is nothing like his dad because he recognized that that behavior was not okay. And he vowed to himself that he was never going to be like that. And so he's actually one of the, the, the sweetest, kindest, um, very gentle, never gets angry about anything, um, people that I know. And I tell you that because, you know, people can make you angry. People can do things and they can say things to you. But ultimately, you have the final say. And it comes through filtering your thoughts. It's like when something comes at you and you take it and you go, is this a true truth? Is this my truth or is this their truth? Because if it's, if it's my truth, sometimes we'll, we'll try to approach a situation and we're like, oh, I'm never going to be good enough, yada, yada, yada. My truth is probably going to be a little bit more skewed, right? Because we're a lot more critical of ourselves. Just like if someone else came at me and they were like, you know how we talk about like there's always two sides to one story. There's always a middle ground. And so if you hear, I've, I've heard police officers and stuff say this, like, you know, when they're listening to two people who are talking and the stories, they're like, okay, so you have to take what this person's saying and listen to what this person is saying and then realize that the actual truth is probably somewhere in the middle. And that might be where you have to guys do. You have to think about like, I, am I being overbearing to myself? Am I even giving myself an opportunity? Am I giving myself a chance? Y'all, yesterday I was scrolling through um, on my Facebook Reels and I have a video that's semi-gone viral. I wouldn't say it's gone viral, but it's gotten a lot of views on it. And I was like, y'all, it was like a, a copycat um, pink drink thing. And the number of comments, and this is why I brought it up, the number of comments that were on there because I used heavy cream instead of coconut milk. Like, first of all, <laughs> boy, bye, what are you talking about? care like it first I'm drinking it at my house and then so like you had and then it was surprising because there was one woman who made the comment and then someone else would say it and she would literally go behind all of those people and say see I know exactly what I'm talking about I am a blah 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 blah." and I'm like you know what you do in situations like that you got all these other people who are asking for resources you got all these other people who are you know supportive you got all these other people who are um you know, are being nice and supportive. And then you got four people over there in the corner who's being jerks. And apparently they clearly are very miserable with their lives. Otherwise they wouldn't be hopping on somebody else's something or other and telling them how they feel about themselves. Like go and get a life. If all you got to do is complain about the fact that I use heavy cream instead of coconut milk, like we got bigger fish to fry over here. All right. You can substitute your heavy cream with coconut milk. Okay. Anyway, You have to take the good with the bad and recognize that sometimes that bad, it's not worth it. Delete and block and move on, right? We say like block and bless, right? Like move along and realize that, yeah, you might be scared of all those things, but in the end, those are the things that don't matter. They're not going to be what's going to actually contribute to your success, because remember we said in the beginning, like, you have to expect that the, the trouble is going to come. You have to expect that the criticism is going to come. You have to expect that you're not going to be perfect at it every single time. 
So filter out all of that and realize that, yeah, okay, I'm going to be willing to try, (coughs) right? And this is the last thing I'll say before um, before I close it out. Guys, we are very stubborn, okay? And many of us do not want to allow, um, or excuse me, not allow, relinquish, I feel like it's a better word, relinquish control over what is happening, okay? Most of the time you're scared to move forward or take the next step because you're scared of all of the things that we've talked about today. And it's mostly because you feel like if you were to allow then you're giving up control. And y'all, y'all know I love Jesus, okay? Sometimes it's not about us at all. And if we aren't willing to give up a level of control and allow God to do the plan that he has for our life, if we're not allowing um, the, the, the purpose that he's given us, then he's going to bless it to somebody else. It doesn't have to be you. If you're not going to be willing to take the action, well, the people that you're going to bless, number one, they're not going to get their blessing. You're, you're actually robbing them of that. So I don't know if maybe that spoke to someone or not. But if anything, if you're not doing it for yourself, do it for somebody else. But even if that's not the case, like I want you to know that someone else is going to be that person who's going to step up. There's always going to be someone else that's going to do it. You have to. Give up control and understand that, yeah, I'm not going to be perfect. I'm going to trust the process and I'm going to be willing to push through so that eventually I can experience the victory.